Hey everyone, it's Lauren and Mark. Welcome to another edition of the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast. We have some great stuff in store. Let's get to it. All right. Hello, Loose Lug Nation. Today we have episode 39 for you. Mark, when I think of the number 39, I think of a few people. I think of Ryan Newman to start off the bat here. Uh, then at the local level, I think of Andrew Morrissey, Zach Prunty, and also um, the Crass family down at WIR with the four cylinders and all of that. Uh, do you have anyone else? Hey, how about Alex Papini? Um, he's a he's a hot shoe down in Rockford. He he gives her down there. Um, yeah, you took my Ryan Newman from me. You know his dad. His dad back in the day was a uh, was a sprint car driver. Thirty nine. That's why uh, in the day that uh, Ryan took that number. Good information there. Yeah. There, uh, again, we've run into a few numbers here where they're not super popular. Yeah, 39. You got to search a little bit to find something on that one. But uh, yeah, not a popular number out there. How about Larry Zonka? Hey, <laughs> Dolphins. All right, there's a 39 for you, but we're not, we're not football here. We're racing, here, buddy, right? Let's start with the uh, Camping World Truck Series here. They're, uh, all three series were down at the Daytona Road Course here. Uh, you know, after we saw the clash last week, it was, you know, we were kind of looking forward to this, seeing what the rest of the series bring, and even the Cup Series again, going down there with more drivers. Um, you know, Ben Rhodes was your leader at the start. Of course, he won the uh, Daytona Oval race there last week. Uh, Lassard got spun in turn one there, and Nemechek, John Hunter Nemechek was strong early. Yeah, many missed that corner. Lassard, yeah, along with Zane Smith, you know, they uh, they missed turn one, too. Um, it's, it seems like that's one corner where people don't know where, uh, where their mark is to hit the brake there, especially no practice and just go flying into turn yeah, one. Yeah, we that's saw that all crazy. weekend uh, again after we saw it in the clash the week prior. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek did win stage one. Again, he was very strong early. Uh, ben Rhodes was second. Chandler Smith, Brett Moffitt, uh, Ryan Truex, Matt Crafton. Johnny Sauter, a surprise, uh, he had a pretty good run all night, too. Austin Hill, Sheldon Creed, Riley Herbst, and uh, that was the top ten there. And then Derek Krause, who uh, you'll hear in a little bit here, was P18 in stage one. You know, we, we talked about last week, I was mentioning that they had to do something about that dirt uh, in the bus stop. And by gun, they added some uh, pavement and they put some turtles out there. And uh, at the bus stop to try to stop the dirt from back there, and uh, sure changes the way that you're going to try to get out of uh, the drive. Oh yeah, the bus yeah, stop. definitely. Uh, great job by NASCAR too. You know they were trying to think of what we can do to clean that up because the clash we saw on uh, the prior week and Tuesday was awfully dirty and awfully challenging going through there. Truex hit the dirt at one point. They had to throw a caution uh, for just the dirt at one point early. Uh, kudos to NASCAR and Daytona for looking at that and making that change. You know, I, I put my notes down here and I said, you know, it'd really be really be interesting if they would actually color the print on the side of the tires to know who's got rain tires, who's got uh, slicks on. And the very next lap they come back and then they explain to you that, that the, uh, the white ones are the rain tires and the yellow ones are the slicks. And so I just like after I wrote it down, I'm going oh, very good. I was thinking I was thinking the same thing. So it was interesting to see who put slicks on and who kept the rain tires on. There was a little bit of a yeah. Of course, we forgot to mention they start out in the rain, which is interesting because you hear of drivers not having uh, much success at the higher level to begin with when you're in the trucks, let alone in the in the rain and the wet weather. Uh, quite interesting early. So, yeah, it was interesting when I wrote that down. And then after, as soon as I got done finishing writing in my notes, all of a sudden it came up and says, oh, and then they explained it to him. So, oh, very good. So it makes you pay attention to the 
to the lettering to see what colors yeah, that are was, on. Uh, you pointed that out again. That was, uh, that was a good move as well. Uh, Sheldon Creed was able to take the lead early from Nemechek in uh, Stage 2 there. And this one surprised me. John Hunter Nemechek, as strong as he was, he runs out of fuel. A caution comes out of that because he was uh, stranded out there on the backstretch. I thought there was an engine problem. They were talking about oil pressure and all that. He runs out of fuel. Um, surprising that they wouldn't have that data. Maybe they thought they got it full or something, but very surprising to me that he would run out of fuel there. Yeah, the best way to lose oil pressure is to be out of gas, right? <laughs> All of a sudden, if your engine ain't running, you ain't going to have no oil pressure. And yeah, yeah I was shocked by that. He ended up going only one lap down. We'll talk about him a little later on here. Uh, Rafael Lasard, we talked about him, spun in turn one on the first lap. He wins stage two. How about that? Kaz Grala was second. Zane Smith third. Austin Wayne yeah. South, Todd Gilliland, Matt Crafton, Haley Deegan. That's, that was cool to see. Sheldon Creed, Chase Purdy, and Tanner Gray round out the top ten. Derek Krause at this point was P34. Again, we will touch on that a little bit later as well. Yeah. Yep. And so the track was kind of in between. It was half and half right there. Some wet, some dry, you know, so that's where the strategy oh, it sure came, did. came about. Um, Sheldon Creed was your leader early in stage three there. And this one, too, was awesome. It was just like there was a ton of trucks with damage. Uh, Carson Hosevar was hard into the pit wall. Truex got into him after he hit the wall. Uh, Peters had a tire down. Just a, a couple of minutes of chaos there. There was a whole bunch of chaos that was going on. I mean, it was kind of like uh, try, hard to keep up with, man. <laughs> there was so many things, so many stories. Yeah, and then on top of it, Sheldon Creed, who was leading at the time, lost the lead because he wasn't keeping up uh, uh, the speed there, the pace. So he he lost the lead due to that. Yeah, they had him cut it off, and then it wouldn't refire for him, so he had to go through the, the sequence to get it started. And later in the race, they were telling him, don't do that, don't do that. You know, they make sure to keep the engine running yeah, yeah. as, as, as um, the race went on. <laughs> there was another surprising moment. You don't see a lot of mistakes out of Brett Moffitt. Uh, Moffitt we're a fan of. We saw him down in Milwaukee and Iowa a few times. Uh, he makes contact with Zane Smith. Zane goes hard into the outside wall. Sauter got a piece of that. Uh, Parker Chase, just after that happened, spins into the, into the chicane as well. Um, yeah, again, uh, Moffitt making that contact with former teammate Zane Smith. You know, Zane Smith almost looked like figure eight when he was coming back across the uh, the chicane there, and uh, he just kind of threaded the needle and got through there. Um, could have been yeah, scary. You're right. He could have got I'm tagged. Right there. I was thinking the same thing. Um Thank God no one hit him there, but uh, yep, good uh, good by everyone missing him, and good by him to get uh, get free away there. Um, Austin Hill spun with a flat tire at one point. Spencer Boyd was around in a different spot at that same time. Uh, how about John Hunter Nemechek? He made it three wide, darn near in the dirt at this point. Uh, pushed Sauter up a little bit. They were three or four wide at that point um, on, on, uh, in turn one there on the restart. Yeah, that was uh, that was kind of crazy through that three. You're going three wide. There's no room for three wide anywhere on that, that sure racetrack was tough. at all. Uh, and then there was a couple of cautions. Uh, we're trying to keep it a little uh, short here. A couple of cautions before and in the beginning of overtime uh, got really crazy. The race kind of dragged out a little bit there. You're here. We'll hear you hear us talk about that with Derek Kraus. Uh Ben Rhodes goes back back he takes the win on the road course Sheldon Creed and him had a pretty good battle through the end there uh he was Creed was second Nemechek third Todd Gillen Riley Herbst Matt Crafton Derek Krause comes back to finish seventh great job by him and that team Kaz Grala Timmy Hill Christian Eckes finishes out in the top 10 there uh it was also Toyota's 200th win there Mark Yeah, it sure was. You know, you look at the top 10, you know, Nemechek to actually come back from being dead in the water to come back and get a third place. And also um, a lot of, a lot of top hitters there, Crafty, you know, with his typical top six like that. But uh, Derek Kraus, you know, from being way back in the 30s and everything and just being patient and come through and get a top uh, get a top 10 on there. Um, 
quite quite an interesting race. It was it was really hard at the end to kind of concentrate on the race. There was just no rhythm to it, and it was kind of hard. Yeah, you're right. It was. Uh, in fact, we kept it short there. Didn't touch on all of them, but. Yep, there was a couple of cautions there at the end, unfortunately. In fact, one time Ben Rhodes was coming back to take the white flag. He was probably, what, 50 feet, 100 feet from taking the, the white flag. They had the white flag out and had to quickly turn on the light and switch it to yellow. So it got crazy there at the end. There was there was a lot of caution flags that flew this weekend when you kind of like wonder if they should have flown or not. A lot of ball and strike calls on the yellow flags. And the truck flags. series Once will again this be uh, off this next week. They will return Friday, March 5th at 8 o'clock Central on FS1 in Las Vegas. We're looking forward to that. Yeah, always looking forward to Vegas. But, yeah, they get a week off so they can regroup and uh, carry on. And joining us once again is rising NASCAR star Derek Krause. Derek, tell us about your Friday night down there on the Daytona road course. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting for sure. We, we started off the night in the rain. It was raining a little bit, and it was just kind of – when we knew about it going into the race and we knew there was a chance of rain and we didn't really know what to, what to expect. I mean, I've never driven in, in the rain before and especially on a road course. And uh, we took off and we were rolling through the pace laps and stuff. And it was, it was way slicker than I thought it was going to be. And it was definitely interesting, interesting in the beginning and uh, struggled a little bit in the rain. I was a little timid and didn't really know. Honestly, I didn't really know what I was doing. So I was, just kind of waiting for it to dry out, and luckily enough, it was able to able to dry out, and uh, we were able to put on the slicks, and we were able to go to go racing, and ended up seventh. We just kind of stayed on the race racetrack and didn't get in any trouble, and just ended up seventh. So that was that was a good night overall, and we gained quite a few spots in the points. So that that's really good. What were the toughest parts of the track when the track was pretty wet there early? Um, I'd say mainly the infield. I mean, that was definitely tough. And then your breaking points, you really don't know where to break, especially because it's so, it's so slick. So it's tough to know where your break points are and know when to, when you can get back on the gas. And, uh, I felt like the trickiest part was where they had paint on the, on the racetrack. That was really, really slick. So, uh, getting used to that and just making sure I didn't, wasn't shifting over them and, on the gas too hard while I was over top of those paints over top of the paint marks. So uh, it was definitely, definitely interesting. And definitely I learned a lot running in the rain. Yeah, Darren K. Congrats on that P7. Hey, when you, uh, when you start that race and you're way in the back, what's your mindset knowing that nobody knows where their, their break, break uh, setting is or going into turn one, are you pretty much going to tippy toe through that corner to get that race started? Um, yeah, I mean, the first first part of the race, you don't really know know what to expect or anything. So uh, we were able to, like I said, we started in the and then going starting in the back. You don't, especially with the rain, everyone's just kind of questioning on what what the track's going to do and what what's it like on the rains in the rain. So it was definitely interesting. We just had a mindset to just stay on the racetrack and just if other people make made mistakes, we'd capitalize on it, and uh, that, that's what we did. You started in the back, made your way forward a little bit, but then fell back again to about 34th. Uh, what happened there when you went back that far? And tell us about your way back forward a second time. Um, yeah, I think when we fell back, that was when we got – I was making a pass on the on Tate Fogelman, and uh, we went side-by-side side to the carousel or the, the bus stop on the back stretch, and you can't really go side-by-side side through there, and it was wet, and – uh, he went off on the grass a little bit and then came back across the track, across my nose, and we had to come in and pit and change the right front tire because we had a really bad tire rub. So that that's what happened there. And then the rest of the night, we just kind of rode around that second stage to get to the end of it and stayed on the lead lap. And then then we raced once the track dried out. Uh, at the end of the second stage, there was probably a, a groove of dry track, and that was, that was when we had to put on the slicks. And we were like 10 seconds faster with the slicks on. So it's, it definitely makes a big difference. And uh, you definitely wanted to be on the slicks when the track dried off. 
how comfortable were the wet weather tires when you had them on? And and at what point did what point in the race was that where you put the slicks on? Um, I mean, honestly, I wasn't comfortable at all with the with the wets on. I mean, it was something new for me. I've never done it before in my life. And I mean, I, going into the weekend, I wanted to do it, but now that I look back on it, I hope I never do it again, just because it's so it's so difficult and there's so much that goes into it. And I feel like I'd be a little bit better the second time around, but I mean, I still feel like I struggled a lot. And if we had to do it again, it'd definitely be interesting again. So hopefully we don't have to do it again, but if we do, I'll be more prepared for it for sure. Did you hit any wet spots with slicks on? Um, yeah. I mean, it once, once we had our slicks on, it wasn't too wet. I mean, it was, there were some puddles around the racetrack, but they were more off the racing groove. I felt like the biggest point where there was the most water was probably on the on the rumble strips going into the chicane and uh, in the infield. There was a little bit of standing water, so uh, we just kind of stayed off of that. But eventually, that kind of dried up and got ran over enough that that it dried up. So we were able to use the whole racetrack, and then uh, that just made it a lot better and a lot easier on everyone. Well, kind of piggybacking on that a little bit, was there any point in the race with the wet tire, tires on where you had to actually search for the puddles and the wetness? Um, yeah, getting towards the end of the second stage, uh, it was starting to dry up quite a bit. So uh, down the back stretch, there was a lot of standing water. Just the track that was still, the part of the track that was still wet was underneath the L line. And just kind of had to go down there, down the back stretch before we got to the chicane. And that cooled off the tires enough to to uh, have them cool enough to go into the next corner and not use them up a bunch. There was one point near the end of the race there after the couple of cautions where you were able to stick your nose in there three wide. I was awfully impressed by that. You know, even myself, I'm like, what would I do in that situation? And I don't know if it would be too timid for me to do that, but you weren't afraid at all, and that was great to see. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just... I mean, that's just part of the truck racing. I mean, they got to, I mean, you got to be ultra aggressive. I mean, you kind of, when I was racing, when I was growing up, I mean, everyone, I mean, up in Wisconsin, as you guys know, everyone races with a lot of respect and everything's really clean. And when you get in the truck races, you got to be aggressive. I mean, ultra aggressive. So it definitely was different, but I kind of learned that last year, just learning how to be aggressive and just trying to make the best of, of the last restarts. But at the end, would you uh, say your patience actually got you your great finish? Um, yeah. I mean, uh, at the end, I really didn't. I mean, I passed a few trucks, but I didn't really pass as much as it looks like. I mean, there was a lot of people that went off the racetrack and uh, just made mistakes, and uh, they, they went off the racetrack or off the racetrack. And, I mean, there was a lot of yells at the end in front of me, and that, that was able to uh, – Get get a good finish off of it. I actually I actually followed Todd Gilland a lot at the end of it. He was kind of my my bulldozer in front of me, and I just kind of filled the holes as as he made them. So uh, it was definitely it was fun. I mean, to learn a lot, and uh, we should be a little bit better going to the next road course. What was your mindset after you had those uh, couple of cautions there at the end? It seemed like the race uh, took a little bit to get over there. Yeah, I mean it's. Like I said, I mean they're they get really aggressive at the end, so it's kind of just kind of just had to stay on the racetrack and just make sure you didn't put yourself in a bad enough spot where you could get turned around or you could have something bad happen to you. So you had to be had to be patient and just had had to stay on the racetrack, and then I was able to do that and end up having a good finish. Well, looking forward now, you do have a week off before going to Las Vegas on March 5th there. Uh, last year, you had a pretty good run, but ended up coming home 22nd. Again, it wasn't um, where you were at all race. You actually had a pretty good run going. So talk about last year's race and uh, going forward about this year. Uh, yeah, last year we had a, like you said, we had a really good run going. And I had a final, we were running second the whole race and then had a final restart and got I missed, I believe I missed a shift and kind of got put in a tunnel and everyone split me. And then uh, coming off of two, I lost my air off the nose and got in the wall. And once you get in the wall in them trucks, I mean, their, their bodies are so important. So once you got in the wall, I wasn't really able to recover and just uh, wasn't the finish that we deserved. But this year, I'll, I'll go there and try not to make that mistake.
So are you hanging down in Florida there and staying warm? Or are you what? What you going to do this week with your week off? Yeah, I mean, I I came home last weekend, and we'll probably stay down in North Carolina now for until Las Vegas, and then once racing starts up, I up in Wisconsin, I'll for surely come up and up and race there whenever I can. I mean, that's what I want to do, and uh, hopefully, I'll be able to race a lot up north. Well, you're sitting fifteenth uh, right now in the point standings, only eleven out of the playoffs, so not too far out. Uh, it's been an after your Daytona race, uh, the first week there, you recovered nicely this week and are in definitely in distance to make it into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, we definitely definitely want to win a race. I mean, that'd be the easy way. But if we if we don't win a race, I feel like we can definitely point our way and just have good, consistent runs. And uh, just stage points are so big. I'm sure, as you guys know, you gotta have gotta have good stage points. And if we get good stage points and get good finishes, we'll be we'll be able to sit pretty good in the in the points and hopefully be in the top 10. How's the communication been early with you and crew chief Matt Noyce? Obviously new this year, but both Wisconsin guys have we talked about in the past. How's that communication going early for you? Uh, really good. I feel like Matt, like I said, our first show together, Matt Matt puts a lot of work into into his trucks, and that, that means a lot to me as a driver. I mean, he... He works really hard on them, and this weekend our truck was really good once it once it dried off. So that gave me a lot of confidence, and I'm uh, really looking forward to our first oval, I mean our first real oval uh, other than Daytona this year, and uh, hopefully have a good run and just, just be there at the end of that thing and hopefully have a good clean run. Yeah, speaking about ovals, you know, you're running, you're running your stricter plate and road course. Uh, you're going to feel a little bit better about going on an oval track? Ah, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this is really, I mean, this is our first real race of the season, uh, what we're all used to. So we'll be able to find out how we are and how we stack up with everyone else going to Las Vegas. I mean, most of our races are a mile and a half. So uh, we'll have to definitely have a good truck there. And I feel like we will. I mean, them guys have been working really hard on the truck and uh, we can go there and finish the top 10 or top five. That'd be really good. Well, before we let you go here, Derek, one last question. What did you think about the racing down in Daytona, both uh, for all three series, uh, both for the uh, 500 weekend and also this weekend? Um, Overall, I felt like it was really good, really good races. I mean, this weekend, especially at the road course, there were, I mean, all three races were really, really good uh, through all three series. So I felt like everything was really entertaining and there was action all over the racetrack and there was a lot of passing. So that's really good. And that's what the fans like to see. So uh, hopefully everyone enjoyed watching those races and uh, hopefully we can get everyone re-engaged in, in the racing. And I feel like all three series throughout every single race this year, we'll have really good racing. Well, thanks buddy for joining us again. We'll have you on um, March 7th, most likely for the next race after Vegas, we'll touch on a little bit of Homestead with you as well for the other two series racing there next week. So, uh, man, can't, appre- uh, we appreciate you. Can't, uh, thank you enough here. Uh, have a good rest of your week here and we'll talk to you soon. All righty. Thank you guys for having me. Yep. Congrats, man. on that seventh place, man. That was awesome, man. We look forward to you. Yeah, thank you. Yep. Great run, buddy. All right. Thank see you, man. Well, what a great recap by Derek there. Again, we're fortunate enough to have him join us after each truck race this season. Uh, Great job um, recapping his weekend. Looking forward to Vegas. We look forward to talking to him in a few weeks again. Mark, let's transition into the Xfinity Series. Uh, Noah Gregson had an issue before starting. He goes three laps down right off the bat. Yes, <laughs> spot them three laps, fight fight your butt off all race long to try to get them laps back. And, uh, yeah, he worked all day just yeah, to get yeah, back to sure try to, hard to be that. irrelevant. Um, Sindrick was your leader earlier due to winning um, Daytona the week prior on the Oval. You know, when you saw him uh, take off right away, you thought, well, this could be a long day for others. But A.J. Allmendinger was there. He took the lead on lap 11 away from Austin Sindrick. But then coming to the stage end, there was contact um, between A.J. and Austin. Unbelievable. Um, Man, unfortunate for those two. 
Yeah, it was a little blocky. I mean, that one that one championship point they were fighting for, and the angle from the backside, just just uh, seeing AJ just keep driving him down, and when he got turned, and there's that grass again, and that grass just absolutely takes front ends off the vehicle, and uh, Riley Herbst, it's either either Tebow and AJ or or go right through the grass and. He absolutely destroyed his car. He yeah, was Riley was an so innocent kind of bystander. It was really like to stay there. Unfortunate for him. Unfortunate for the top two, too, because you thought AJ and Cindric were going to have a great battle all race long. AJ got the worst of that. Cindric got some pretty good damage there, too, but he was able to recover from it. But unfortunate for that stage point there. You know, Mark, you talked about the backside there. I couldn't tell if Cindric kind of su was sucking AJ down into him if there was contact or maybe the air was playing a little bit of that, but AJ just kept creeping down. I don't, I don't have enough technical knowledge to know if that happened at all, but um, man, just uh, again, just unfortunate. Blocking causes wrecks. And that's kind of been the story lately. You try to block somebody um, just, that just looked like a block that just kind of went bad. But, uh, you know, when it comes to a stage end, you know, that these guys are fighting for it. They want that one yeah, championship we, I mean, point. We've man, seen it last year. Kevin Harvick for. missed out on the final four due to one point. There it is. So, uh, worth fighting for, for sure. So, uh, Austin Cindric did cross the line first. So he won the stage. Uh, Myatt Snyder was second. Riley Herbst still got third, even though he was done for the day. Uh, Jeremy Clements fourth, Andy Lally, Brandon Brown, Harrison Burton, Kyle Weatherman, um, Curry, and Allgaier round out the top ten there for the stage. Harrison Burton was your leader coming back to green. Um, kind of a kosher stage two there. Not There's a lot of action, but a lot of um, clean action there. Uh, Ty Gibbs comes and wins the stage. How about that? Yeah, and as soon as he won, he wanted some peanut butter crackers, man. You know, hey, maybe if I uh, if I win on iRacing, I should have a box of peanut butter crackers down here. <laughs> yeah, by the cockpit and you know, they uh, they made a joke down in the booth there with um, uh, Drew saying that he, uh, Drew, uh, excuse me, uh, Blickenstorfer, Drew Blickenstorfer, Michael Madal's crew chief, saying he has a busy week ahead. He was in the booth on Saturday, then he's got to do Race Hub uh, Tuesday, I think it is, and maybe another day. But he's going to have to do it with Clint Boyer. So they were. They were saying he's going to need some peanut butter cookies to have some uh, to be able to get through that with Kim Boyer. And he said, uh, hey, I'm going to need a lot more than peanut butter cookies with that energy that Boyer brings. But, uh, yeah, great for Ty Gibbs. Right there you thought, wow, could, could this be it for him? Uh, Harrison Burton was second, Hemrick third, Haley, Allgaier, Sindrick, Brandon Jones, Myatt Snyder, Preston Partis, and Jeremy Clements were the top ten there at the end of stage two. You know, and then after after the uh, the stage was over, they all pitted, and then they all come off a of pit road, and there was vehicles that were aimlessly going down pit road, and some were in the grass. And Brandon Jones got the worst end of the deal. He uh, piled into uh, uh, maybe the twenty, I don't know exactly, but he got major front end damage out of that. It was just kind of weird how everybody just bottled that going in after that. Pit yeah, it was. And, I have uh, that here in my notes, was, too. Yeah, they were crazy. They forgot where they were turning off a of pit road there. They were almost trying to go like how they would for the oval. Forgot to turn for the road course, pit exit, and chaos ensued. Brandon Jones got the worst of it, but um, he was able to come back, too. We'll talk about that. Uh, Greg Galding leads on the restart. Hemrick takes it into turn one. A uh, little while later, Austin Sindrick takes the lead. I was super impressed with that after the damage he had. Yeah, absolutely. But it was keeping that right front tire cool. You know, it was <laughs> it was in the air, dude. So yeah, actually, it was I thought keeping about that, that run, breaks uh, that in the tire, tire cool there, about. almost like a Martinsville situation for Martin Truex uh, last year or two years ago, where that happened. And then Dale Jr. even had it happen back in the early two thousands, and he said that's the best car he's ever had, Martinsville, because it would turn because the tire was staying cool, the brakes were staying cool. So that certainly could have helped. That went through my mind as well. Um, Jade Buford had a, a spin at one point. Uh, Sin, uh, there was one restart where Gibbs was lining up on the outside of Cindric, and he spun his tire and lost a few spots there. That's where I thought, oh, maybe this is going to be Cindric's race. 
But Sindrick kept locking that right front tire. He kept going into the corner, and it was just like an eraser. And just like, how much more can that right front tire take? He just kept locking that up. I don't know if that's because of the arrow off of that tire or what was going on there. Yeah, I know. It's yeah, amazing that right front tire. Downforce with the damage there, that that was probably the cause of it. Just didn't have the downforce to have that right balance there and to be able to get it stopped. But there was a caution with three to go. Bailey Curry had a tire come apart. So there was uh, some uh, parts on the track there. Preston Partis also had an issue. It goes into overtime for the second straight day. Uh, Ryan Sieg and Myatt Snyder bring them back. It was a crazy restart. Con contact and carnage ensued. Ryan Sieg went wide. Galding and others spun. There was another caution there. Uh, just a crazy restart. Yeah, nine guys stayed out, you know, and then all these hungry hounds with their fresh tires come in there and just watching the uh, the 54 and the 22 just splitting everybody, just <laughs> almost looked like bowling, dude. The ball, the ball was going right through there. It was That's a good way to describe it. And, uh, you know, Mike Snyder, he ended up cutting a tire going into the corner. And, uh, oh, my God, Williams hit that grass. And he went flying into the tire barrier. It seems like sometimes when you hit the grass, you pick up speed. And uh, it was really crazy with that. It was just like, look yeah, at that he car hit hard flying for sure. into the fence. Um, Jeb Burton and Brandon Jones. There's Brandon Jones after that contact he had in pit road. He was uh, the second car bringing him back to green there. Ty Gibbs went low and even into the dirt, cutting that corner a little bit to pick up a few spots. Yikes there. Uh, I didn't know how that was going to work out, if it was going to rip off the splitter. Uh, some some dirt and grass flew up for sure. Uh, but Ty Gibbs was able to pick off a few, and he wins in his first start. How about that, Mark? Unbelievable. Yeah, no practice. Never run in that car before, and he needs to learn how to make <laughs> yeah, a yes, burnout for victory. Very, very impressive. Sindrick comes home second. He was closing there at the end, but it wasn't able to get close enough. Hemrick, Brandon Jones, Jeb Burton, Harrison Burton, Miguel Peluto. Nice run for Junior Motorsports with him in that eight car. Uh, Brandon Brown, Justin Haley, and Jeremy Clements, your top ten there. Let, I want to get your thoughts on this a little bit, Mark, about Ty Gibbs. Obviously, we're very impressed with him. But that cutting of the corner there to go in the grass there, what's your thoughts on that? Should that be a penalty? I immediately thought, you know, wow, what a wild move. Great move by him. I thought about Formula One for a second. Obviously, we're not the same sport as Formula One, but that potentially would be a penalty in Formula One. What do you think about that for NASCAR? No, I don't think so. I mean, you're taking a chance by going off-road like that, and he's just lucky it didn't take the splitter off. I mean, there's a lot of... There's a lot of people that actually lost their splitter this weekend, and then there's some that didn't and got lucky. Um, and, and you know, he's he's never done this before, so he doesn't he wouldn't know. He just drove it in there and it, and it worked for him. No, that shouldn't be a penalty. Just stick it in there, and boy, it made it work and got him a victory. Yeah, uh, I, very, I agree with you. It shouldn't wow, be a penalty. Very just thought that came through my mind at one point. I don't think it should be a penalty. Again, lucky that splitter and that car didn't get damaged or even spin out. There's a few guys we've seen spin out in that same spot going through the, the grass and the dirt there. Uh, but lots of emotion from Ty Gibbs, uh, which was great to see. You could see how much it meant to him, to his family, to his grandfather there. And, you know, there were some things thrown back, people saying that he didn't deserve that ride. He got it because of his name. And I say to that, so what if he got that because of his name? Because guess what? He just proved that he belongs no matter what. And also you've seen a lot of drivers come up to him, Noah Gregson, uh, Josh Williams, all these, telling him the same thing, that you belong. Don't worry about what people are saying. And, and you know what? He went out and showed it. He sure did, man. He he sure showed that that was just an awesome run. You know, hey, talk about Noah Gregson. I mean, he fought all day and got to the – he got on the lead lap and then got – he got dumped out of turn three, and it all went away. Isn't that something? You work your butt off all day. You get on the lead lap, and I'm going to gain some positions, and then you end up in a wreck and get spun out. And just like that, just just had to be deflating for him. But uh, all in all, good run, Daniel Hemrick. You know, to come back and get a third, he fell back for for a while, and 
And then all of a sudden at the end, he came back and then made a good run. Brandon Jones with a fourth with the front end damage was a good run. You know, that we know that 10 cars rather stout, you know, to get a top five. So good run by him. Very good race. Um, you can actually see a little bit more experience in the Xfinity than what you did in the truck race. I think in the truck race, you actually seen probably a little bit more inexperience, and then the wetness doesn't help either. Xfinity uh, put on one heck of a show there. You know, the trucks did as well, Cup Cup as well here. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, great racing, especially out of the Xfinity series here, as you just mentioned. Uh, their next race will be next Saturday, March 27th, or excuse me, February 27th at uh, 3.30 Central on Fox Sports 1. All right, Homestead. We kind of like that place. Uh, it's going to be kind of weird racing it uh, this time of the year. We always normally run that in November. So, yeah, it sure uh, will. And, you know, that's a place that, that eats up tires. I wonder how that will change with it being with, with the weather being warmer down there. Will that, you know, exacerbate that and really bring that to the forefront? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put it back in the driver's hands here. We're gonna finally get to an oval race, you know, from being on the uh, um, Daytona, you know, on the oval, and then uh, the road course. So now we're gonna do a regular oval race that puts it in the driver's hands. So some would say yeah, that's the start nice of our season. To get into uh, the regular swing of things, the tracks that you typically see with the mile and a half short tracks coming up here. So be uh, be great to see there. Let's transition over to the Cup Series now. Chase Elliott was your leader early. Michael McDowell was second place there with his win in the Daytona 500. Uh, he actually goes wide on the start. Kyle Busch gets damaged. There's a caution on lap one when McDowell has a tire go on. Crazy start. Yeah, he started on the front row and didn't stay there very long. And kind of, you see a lot of sweeping corners. Thank goodness they got so much blacktop there that actually gives you a little bit of recovery there. And then, uh, yeah, Kyle Busch, he ran her into the dirt and lost uh, the, the front splitter, dove into the ground, and he got major damage. So he was fighting yeah, he, all he day to try to, there, uh, try to make up a and good down day, Kind of similar uh, to Noah Greg Gregson, to be honest with you, with that start and all that stuff. Um, Unbelievable. But uh, Briscoe has a problem, uh, too. He spins and nails the turtle on the front stretch chicane there. No caution. Uh, it's just after that, Eric Jones has a tire go down. Also no caution. And then Kozlowski has a hard time stopping a few times. You saw that consistently out of the, the day for him, too. I wonder if there's something going on with those Penske brakes there. Yeah, I think he had too much front brake in that vehicle. You know, you could sit and do about a half hour worth of highlights of Brad's day. <laughs> he was he was just having a, a heck of a day all day long. Keselowski was yeah, just all kinds uh, of Matt the Benedetto's right side of his car gets destroyed from a flat tire he had. Uh, shortly after that, Brad had an interesting moment with Christopher Bell. Bell kind of pushed him wide. Brad didn't like that. He got right up on that back bumper of Bell. Bell gave room going into that next corner. He made sure to give him a little bit of extra room after that. <laughs> but uh, but the two went into the grass, and he didn't lose his, yeah. he didn't lose his splitter. Yes, so very he was lucky, really for sure. fortunate about uh, that. Chase Elliott goes lucky. on to win stage one. Again, you're thinking maybe this is going to be a long day for the other drivers with Chase Elliott's record on the road courses lately. Uh, we'll talk about it more here lately, but or later. Um, Chase Elliott, Lo Joey Logano, Hamlin, Brad Kozlowski, Kurt Busch, Larson, Truex Jr., Austin Dillon, Harvick, and Busher were your top ten there. Uh, shortly after stage two gets started, Ross Chastain goes hard into all. Maybe some contact with Blaney there. It was hard to tell from that angle of the TV camera. I couldn't tell, and then they showed it from. You know, it looked like from the turn three NASCAR corner across the way, trying to see it. Um, to me, it looked like there was a wheel spin there, and uh, you could go 50-50. I don't know if Blaney got into it. They were looking for paint on the front of Blaney's car, and I didn't see it. But, ooh, the 42, yeah, Chastain, he buried that yep. wall. Yeah, it and, did. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, A.J. Almondinger was your day. leader shortly after that. Denny Hamlin took the lead. 
Uh, Bobo Wallace had a huge lockup there in the front stretch chicane. Uh, he actually had damage before that, so I wonder if that played into his lockup there. He has to pit. Truex and Kurt Busch make contact on the front stretch chicane. Truex loses a spot to Bell due to that. Hamlin goes on to win stage two. Hamlin, Kurt Busch, Joey Logano, Christopher Bell, Martin Truex Jr., Chase Elliott, William Byron, Custer, Almondinger, and Kyle Busch were your top ten. Pretty impressive for Kyle Busch to come back to tenth um, there in stage two. Yeah, yeah, yep. He got to tenth, and then and then Almondinger uh, messed up and got caught for too fast on uh, on the uh, pit road. Suarez was your leader. He stayed out or played some strategy. Kurt Busch was able to take the lead, but a lap later he goes major agricultural, as you would say, Mark. Uh, Bell took the lead at that point. Uh, Kurt Busch also very fortunate that he didn't get much damage from that grass. You know, he just touched that little uh, that on that corner. He hit that bump stop that was there, and he went flying, and and it didn't take the front end off. And and he was trying everything he could to try to stop from flying back out out of the corner there, and uh, and on he went. He uh, looped it around and he kept going. So he fell like from first all the way to twenty uh, fifth, and so but he carried on. He, he's lucky he didn't uh, blow his splitter out. You know, I thought about that too. You know, I looked at the grill and say, well, the grill didn't have much sand, but I would just wonder how much went up inside the brake ducts. You know, and then if the brakes are in there and you're cruising along and then you hit the brakes and that, that sand is in there grinding on the brakes, I thought that would really make an issue out of it, but it really didn't. Uh, you know, Kurt Busch uh, was still stout afterwards. Oh, he also got into Brad there going uh, out of turn one. Uh, looked like there was a little bit of a stack up there. If Kurt um, doesn't get into Brad there and he checks up, probably Michael McDowell gets into Kurt and Kurt goes around. So just a tough situation for Brad. Unfortunately, he got turned around, so his day was kind of rough, but he did come back from that. So um, there's a caution with 14 to go for rain. A little bit of a factor there. You're kind of wondering what was going to happen here. Yeah, you see the rain, it was over in turn one NASCAR, but the sun was shining over in NASCAR three, and it kept showing to the angle, and you could see on the palm trees it was pouring over in turn one, but there was uh, nothing yeah, going and on you know, on the other side of the track. Really was they really cool weren't slowing too, down huh, in the buddy? wet areas with the slicks on. That surprised me. So NASCAR, you know, the first time – that it's weather-related, that they take charge of making the teams decide what they want to do, and then after that, it's on them. And uh, I, that's that's their rule. So yeah, I guess um, <laughs> yep, they have to throw that. So if it gets too wet, it. To, to their knowledge, they throw the caution. The teams have to decide. Um, nobody took wet weather tires, to my knowledge. Um, yeah, you don't want to be on a, on a dry racetrack with those wet tires, you know, so, so yep, everybody, uh, uh, pretty much everybody stayed on slick tires, which was the right yeah, call, because yep, if you looked at the radar, there. there really was a bunch um, out there. Logano was your leader, but then when they go back to green, Tyler Reddick goes off a little bit, Chase Elliott is off, and all of a sudden Reddick was on fire, um, crazy fire going on there in the eight car. Yeah, he hit a sign. Uh, Boyers said, I didn't know them signs were that mean, and it was a fireball, you know, so uh, probably an oil fire that was going on there. But uh, how about the save by Chase Elliott? He was agricultural. Uh, looked like he was driving on a Wisconsin country road there on an icy road there, man. But somehow he brought that back on the track. He had a ton of grass on the back end. And, hey, I didn't know you could wipe your wipe your nose with somebody else's rear that's kind of the way they explained it on NASCAR there, watching the race, just like, hmm, okay. Um, hopefully young children well, didn't it was figure out what they were talking about I didn't about expect there. the grass to come <laughs> off like it did. Uh, that, was, that was the crazy part of me with that air there. I figured the grass would still stay on because we've seen issues like that in the past. Uh, amazing that most of or all of that grass came off. It almost looked like fresh mowed grass, didn't it? It was it was crazy. It was nice and green and everything. It was just plastered on the front end. But uh, 
Yeah, you do the vacuum. You drive up behind somebody, and the vacuum draws that all off. A huge wheel hop there. He fired it in there. He said he wasn't sure what happened. He went in there like uh, he has all day. Maybe even a, a little backed it up a little bit, and it just started wheel hopping on him. Yep, and around she went, and uh, yeah, it was <laughs> it was crazy. And it's lucky that he didn't get caught on and. You know, did you see the 77? He just said, to heck with this, and he just bailed to the right and did a clover leaf and, and cut back around. And, and <laughs> You know, it's every man for himself there. It was kind of crazy, but <laughs> yeah. nice 360 uh, by Truex. Thing. Uh, but Logano was through your leader. Uh, Kyle Busch makes contact on the front stretch with a few drivers. He goes hard into the outside wall. No caution for that either. Larson got to second, but he went in too deep to that one corner. He goes into the tire barrier, still no caution on it. Uh, Chase Elliott goes around a little while after that. He was really charging. But that was another incident like the Kurt Busch and Brad Kozlowski thing where he checked up. Hamlin was already slightly to the inside, just barely touches him. Chase goes around. So um, Chase did not continue that streak today. Yeah, he did, but I wanted to see more of a replay of what was going on there with that Kyle Busch, and there was two other guys that were there, and it's just like, I don't understand what was going on there. It just was crazy, like they were all driving into each other, and and Kyle got the, the dirty end of the stick on that one, got put on the outside wall. It was just really crazy. It looked like there was some frustration, or somebody took it out on somebody that was on there. <laughs> And uh, hey, how about the fourteen when the when the hood went, <laughs> when the hood flipped flipped over on top of the fourteen, you know? And uh, Briscoe was trying to make it going, and then next thing you know, after it kind of folded over and everything, it kind of looked like a tent. Play power steering fluid because he lost power steering, and he did not pit that next lap around. Uh, he had he I he could see somewhat, I guess, but he did not pit that first time around. I couldn't believe it here. Uh, definitely a star in my notes here to say that. Uh, Christopher Bell was charging hard on Logano. He made it up to second. That was with four to go. And Bell was able to take the lead coming to the white flag. And he goes on to win a first career win. Uh, Logano was second, Hammond third, Kurt Busch fourth, Brad Kozlowski fifth, Harvick, A.J. Allmendinger, McDowell, Priest, and Bowman round out the top ten. Uh, awesome finish. Awesome racing all weekend. Uh, great job by the Cup Series here as well. Yeah, all in all, really a great finish. When you look at the top 10, you know, you just kind of put little notes out, you know, like, uh, you know, the 22 had such a lead on the 20. Never thought he was going to catch him, you know, and Bell caught him and blew him away, you know, and we're always thinking, hey, if he's only going to make it to the last lap at the, at the chicane, it'd be on, but Bell was way too strong. Um, Hamlin just wasn't strong. He was there all day, but just didn't didn't come through. Um Hey, how about Kurt Busch finishing fourth? Like, wow, you know, after that, after he went agricultural, like full blast and come back and get a fourth. And then yeah, how about Keselowski? I mean, my God, he was, he was the highlight reel today and he got a top five and it was <laughs> un unbelievable. That was a very good race, man. Uh, it's, you know, we've been, we've been crying for uh short track racing and then, uh, you know, this uh, this road course stuff, man, it just kind of, wow, this is interesting. I tell you what, they've been putting on good shows on these road courses the last few years, and I can see why they implemented a few more. If we get this racing consistently, which I think you and I were on the same page, we were a little worried about putting in too many road courses, like back in the early 2000s when we were going to too many uh, mile-and-a-half tracks because they put on good races and finally got oversaturated. I'm a little scared of that for road courses. But I tell you what, they just keep putting on good shows. I mean... I have no problem with them having a few more this year. Yeah, this was quite quite the interesting kind of setup, and I think a lot of fans should come away and say, hey, that was eventful. There, were, there was a lot of storylines that were going on today all, all day long. So um, today's race um, was uh, – Outstanding. I'll take the Xfinity was too. Truck race was just a little on the tough side. Um, just couldn't seem to find rhythm there. I'm sure you're going to find that in some of these races. Uh, but uh, all in all, a very successful weekend, man. On Brad Kozlowski for a little bit here. Uh, they interviewed him after, and they he just said, uh, 
he doesn't know how he came back and finished fifth. He was quite honest. He said, I don't know how I came back to do that. Uh, but they said something that him and Joey both said was they were lacking uh, long run speed and seems to be an issue now for a little bit. So we'll see what happens with that. But you could see that's why Bell was closing. Logano just definitely didn't have didn't have the speed there. So something uh, that they'll certainly look at. He said he's looking forward to going back and looking at the replay of his race and figuring out how he got back up to fifth and <laughs> what all happened there. I'm sure uh, he'll be looking at that pretty closely. Unbelievable. But uh, yeah, um, next up for the Cup Series, Homestead, next Sunday, February 28th at 2.30 on Fox. All right, yeah, we're ready for that too. So, yeah, the trucks get a week off here, so uh, we'll be uh, we'll be doing a homestead weekend, and uh, that's quite the interesting place. Uh, as high as you got to drive it right up against the wall. I mean, practically rub the wall all the way around to get around homestead. So, whole different kind of animal down there, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yep, Let's uh, go into our uh, weekly we'll picks to uh, recap it here. Uh, you and I both had Sheldon Creed and Martin Truex, so we didn't gain any points on each other there. You had Austin Sindrick. I had A.J. Allmendinger, uh, so you got the better of that one there. Of course, they had that incident coming back to stage one, unfortunately. So uh, you got you gained one point on me, so I think I'm up one on you for the season. Uh, for Homestead, uh, let's see. If we're going for uh, the Xfinity, I will take Justin Allgaier to go with Harrison Burton. Uh, down there. So I got Burton, you got Allgaier. Who do you got for Cup? I will go with Denny Hamlin for the Cup All race. Right. And I will take Kyle Busch. The way the Toyotas have done this the last few years with the looking at more of the race instead of qualifying speed, I think uh, we'll see more of that. Yep, we'll see. We'll see what happens this weekend. Again, Saturday on FS1 and Sunday on Fox. Mark, thanks as always for for joining us here. Uh, hey, we got a we got a good couple of races coming up here in, in Homestead. Yep, it's a fun fun weekend, and uh, the weather's starting to get a little bit warmer. Man, thinking about spring, man. Well, thanks again, buddy. We will talk to you soon. This has been a production of Double L Sports Network. Hope you all enjoyed it, and thank you for listening.